Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mario Bautista looking to extend his winning streak to five. Oh, what a scramble. Beautiful job by Mario Bautista. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I finally back live after the holidays. First show live of 2024. Let's make it a good one. Well, yeah, let's yeah. hope. And, um, you know, I guess we have, we have uh, Mario Batista today, but I wanted to uh, ask you too. I, uh, there's a saying today that Chandler and Connor have agreed to fight in, um, I believe, over the summer. I had the date, right? June 29th. Yeah. But it's going to be at 185. Nah, dude, that's all. Listen. That's, I don't why, understand. Why that. at, first of all, that's not true. That's not why, why entertain that? They're not going to fight at 185. They're going to look like two little fat guys. You don't think so? No, nah, that's not fucking happening. That's silly. Dude, whatever. Until, until there's some real news with Connor, I'm just like, whatever. You know what I mean? I was but, happy for Chandler to get the fight, but I'm 185 oh, for Chandler, I can't say. I don't, dude, I think that's just hearsay. Is that okay? Is that it's, it's on our prep sheet, so I don't know. I'm assuming it's got to be real if it's on our prep sheet. No, I don't, don't agree. But they said they who agreed to that? They agreed to that or the you, the promotions agreed to it? I mean, I let, let me see. I don't know. I'm just going by the prep sheet, man. Well, you know me. McGregor, I believe. If McGregor, I think, listen, McGregor is smart in a sense. He keeps his name in the headlines. So, like, he announced that on X, which is now Twitter. Twitter is now yeah. X. So, dude, he, I think he's just being silly. He's, being he's already opening as the favorite. Um, oh, McGregor said it. Okay. Yeah, maybe they haven't. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. Yeah. I don't, let's not start with silliness. But You're right. I, I just yeah, thought it was an odd hey, weight to fight at. That's all. Listen, it is an odd weight. It's so odd, it's not even happening. All right. But, you know, he will return because he, he needs that spotlight. He needs it. He needs it. Something money really can't buy. The longer you're away, though, I mean, okay. the harder it's got to be to come back. The longer he's away, the harder it has to be uh, to come back. 100%. He has no reason. He, listen, besides that, Besides just some, just the fame, which he has a ton of, you know, it's that feeling though. He listen, sure. At the end of the day, he is a fighter. He's going to want to, he knows there's a unlimited time on that, but he looks like he's really just enjoying his fucking, he looks like he's just fucking having a good old time. Yeah. Um, he's just enjoying I, life. Hey, listen, life is short, Jimmy. And so are we, 
I want to talk <laughs> to you, sorry. Did you see, did you see, uh, I want to ask you about Aljo's grappling match. Yeah. I did not see it. He lost to a guard player and it was a little controversial because the guy not listen. And I understand Aljo's uh, gripe with the decision. There was like, Aljo was dominating the whole time because Aljo was on top. If it was an MMA fight or or round or whatever, Aljo clearly won because he's dominating. Sure. But the guy didn't care because he had a very hard guard to pass. So he's one of those guys that just kept sitting to his butt and butt scooting. And it listen, I don't even how about this? I own a jujitsu school. I don't watch a ton of jujitsu matches because I think they're very they get lame. And I I, it's, I hate to say that because yeah. there's some I do, some I like. And I and I love jujitsu. Look, I love jujitsu. You see that? Yes, you do. Um, but I think we got to hold on. My point is, I love seeing it used in combat in MMA because that's really that's the closest thing to street yeah. self defense, you know. So when guys, so Aljo's point is, Aljo was pulling the guy across the mat by his ankle, and there might have been one arm lock attempt by the guy that Aljo just picked him up, swung him around. So when they gave the nod to. Uh, the other gentleman, I don't even know if the guy's a fighter. I don't think the guy's a fighter. I think he's just a jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, it was supposed to be Chase Hooper, which I was interested in. Yeah. I was really interested in that, you know. But anyway, Aljo's like, yo, man, if you're a grown-ass man or you get dragged across your uh, – by pulled across yeah. the back of your ankle, you shouldn't be happy with the victory. And I, I pretty much agree with Aljo. With yeah. That. If you go to the guard, you got to be aggressive. And just – I don't know. It's just – I don't think it's that entertaining when guys are just – flopping around no but, uh, not I, at all i think we have a guest mario batista is in the waiting room mario sorry yeah <laughs> Get out. jimmy and yeah. i don't want to talk to you also about sean strickland getting very emotional on theo vaughn's podcast did you see that i did not what no i didn't i don't I watch mean, podcasts what the fucking times man i'm sorry mario all yes. right well after mario, mario we'll discuss it i didn't see hey mario how you doing I joined in on something right there. So no, Mario, what I was talking about, we could talk. You've been on before. Sure. So you're comfortable with us. I was telling my buddy Jimmy, and I'm sure you've seen it. Did you see and I'm not I'm not attacking him. I want to talk about it afterwards, but did you see so Sean Strickland breaking down on um on the Theo Vaughn? I guess. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, well, I just heard the audio. I didn't see the video or anything, but I heard I heard the audio of it. Yeah, I what what, what was it about? Was it family stuff? I didn't see. Oh, 100%. 100%. It was about his childhood, um, his childhood, about what yeah. he went through. And he was I talking so. about how he was sleeping. Like he was, the, the teacher was mad at him for teaching to sleep in class. I'm going to do a quick version of it. And he, the story he was telling Theo was, um, you know, the teacher would get me, you know, they took my desk away, he said. Because they're thinking I'm some kind of like bad kid. And meanwhile, I'm staying up all night because I'm scared. So I'm sleeping on the floor. And then he just started like breaking down. Dude, I'll tell you, wow. I was getting emotional watching it. Literally. Tears in my eyes. You can't. Theo Vaughn with tears in it. You can't. Jimmy. Yeah. You could tell there was real. Sure. Real pain there. And it's, you know what I mean? He And I give it to him for really putting that out there, you know. Well, well that's why people like him. He's a real person. He's not a character. That's why people like Sean Strickland. He's not a character. He's a real guy. And he's not portraying something just to sell tickets. Like that's who this guy is. So when you see another human side of him, I, I think that's really great. Like, uh, but that he's a very real person. And I think that's why people yeah. like him. Well, you should watch that later. Me and Mario watched it. 
Yeah. Jimmy. But <laughs> anyway, Mario, how you feeling, buddy? Long time no talk. Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, getting ready for this next one. So another day. Another and you had a full camp, right, Mario? You had a full camp this time? Oh, yeah. I knew about this one for like 10 weeks. So, yeah, we're we're ready for it. <clears throat> it's nice to not have a, a short notice. Uh, isn't it nice to have enough time to get ready and, and, and get into it prepared? Yeah, especially if you're fighting at this level. Like, you want to make sure you have your game plan set and you're actually, you know, working on that game plan. It's just not like a curveball at you, you know. So, um, it was nice to get in shape and uh, get the – get the flow down. Do you, when you've been off, have you ever turned down? A sh- I mean, I'm sorry, Matt. Have you ever turned down anything on short notice? Um, I know you've taken a couple of fights, but have you ever said like, look, that's just, I can't do that in that short period of time. Um, I don't think so. I think if I was healthy, I, I always took it, you know, uh, outside the UFC, I took one on three days notice. I took Kel- Kelleher on, on three weeks notice, Trevin Jones on two weeks, Corey Sanhagen on one week. So i Blackshear. I've done, yeah. Well, that one I had a camp for, but it's oh, a uh, full camp. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't for him. You know, you know what I'm saying. So right. Um, I've done my fair share of uh, short notices for sure. Well, things are going really well for you. You're all. Uh, I see a five fight win streak. It looks like here. I mean, when something's going, when things are going so right. What is? It? It's just improving on what you're doing, or because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That kind of mentality. What, what is what is it go, going into a camp each time? Is it is it catered to that particular opponent, or you're just like, hey man, the last five times everything's working great. What is the mentality going in with 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 on uh, this streak? Yeah, I think it's just the way that my camps have been set up, you know, and they've always been the same. The structure's the same when I'm sparring, when I'm doing mitts, this and that. But as far as really game planning for a specific opponent, I think that's kind of what's changed for me, you know. When you're fighting outside the top 15, uh, you just kind of do not random things, but you're working more on yourself, you know. And then once you get to more specific opponents, um, I think that's just kind of been the biggest change for me, uh, just working specifics to beat certain people. So, How much notice did you have uh, between uh, Cody and, and, uh, and Blasher? Um, like five days. So it was okay. like, yeah. And had you prepared specifically for Cody or were you doing things more like, look, you know, like how much did you have to rethink what you were doing when, when you found out who you're fighting? Um, yeah, I was specifically targeting for Cody, you know, and it's Cody and Blackshear are completely different, you know? Yep. Um, so it was just a couple different things, you know, and even then I feel like we didn't even get everything covered. Um, so it was more of like kind of on the fly in the fight, you know? Um, so yeah, taller opponent. He's more of an offensive wrestler, you know. Um, I don't think Cody was going to come in there and try to wrestle me, you know. Blackshear came in and, and tried to do that. Uh, longer range. Blackshear was big and strong, you know, wiry. Um, but, you know, just had to make the adjustments in the cage, and and that was pretty much it, you know. Now, Ricky Simone, like, he, he you know, he had a tough outing on his last one. Yeah. With, uh, Yadong, but he was on a tear before that, and he's a bit of a wild man. Like sometimes guy, I mean, a guy like that, I mean, do you look to just, I mean, I don't want to get too into game plan, but it's, I know he's listed here. It says striker, but he's a well-rounded dude. You know, I mean, sometimes you look at a guy like that. Is is, is it more like we just got to slow this guy down or do we just know it's going to be a fucking scramble fest from the opening bell? Like, you know what I mean? Or do you let your coaches say, look, this is where we capitalize on. Are you, are you a big tape guy? 
Uh, no, I definitely watch some tapes. You know, the closer you get, that's kind of what you have to do. You know, uh, I wouldn't. I don't know why they labeled him a striker. I would label him like a grindy wrestler. You know, if he gets a hold of you, he's holding on and he's he's trying to he's trying to take you into some deep water. So obviously, we're going to try to avoid his strengths, but at the same time, I'm not afraid to go on the mat with him. You know, if we can go on the mat, standing up in the clinch, wherever we're going to go, I'm just going to make sure it's unsafe for him. So, um, yeah. Well, and uh, hopefully if we could get him out in the first round, that'd be nice, you know, cause a uh, three round with Ricky, that's that, uh, that's going to be a uh, spiritual, I could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I remember when he fought Marab, it was just like a whirlwind. It looked like two Tasmanian devils. And like, when you see all that, like, yeah. whoa, like, holy shit, man, slow this thing down. I'm getting tired. Yeah. And that was such an, an unsatisfying ending to that fight too. Uh, Marab yeah. and Ricky Simone. That was, you know, oh that, <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure for Ricky, it was a very satisfying. Yeah. I, I should just say the way, and not just because I like Marab, but I also, just as a fan, I was like, ah, I, I, I didn't really like that. Uh, yeah, shit, man. It, it, was, a, it was a barn burner though. Yep. Uh, hey, Mario, when we're not fighting, what are we doing? What do we like to do? Are you a married guy? Married, have a kid, little nice. five-year-old daughter. Beautiful. Um, and I don't know, you know how that is, you know, so I'm not out partying, doing anything crazy. It's just mainly family. And I, I know it sounds like, uh, you know, the cliche thing to say is like, oh, I'm always in the gym, this and that. Like, I really enjoy being in the gym, you know, helping out the guys getting ready for their fights, staying in shape and really focusing on getting better without uh, without like the thought of having a fight in my mind. You know, when I have a fight, I'm just focused on being in shape and working on certain things. And then when I'm out of camp, like I could just be free, you know, and try new things and work on different things and try to apply them and grow. So I really love doing that outside of camp. Do you always kind of stay ready um, just in case uh, something comes because you've, you've had short notice? Do you always kind of in, in case something great comes along, you want to be close? Yeah, I definitely stay close. You know, I, I think if I had three weeks, I could definitely get into shape and get the game plan kind of down. Um, so... But like I said, b- being in the gym, I'm I'm gonna be pretty much in shape, at least eighty percent, you know, seventy, eighty percent. So, uh, but it's not like I'm trying to stay in shape. It's just it's just a product of being at the gym and having fun there. So, but is that That's your it. only? Uh, sorry, is that your only hobby? Like like even when you're not training, if you're at the gym and you're helping somebody, is there anything you do to get away from it? Because like no matter what you're doing, you have to kind of step away once in a while. Uh, it, it seems like just to reset. No. It's hard. I'll try to find things to do here and there, like go hiking or these little things. But honestly, training takes up most of my day. I go there twice a day and there's only a couple of days where it's a half day. So and on those half days, I'll go do, you know, the things I need to get done. Groceries, like get my hair cut, you know, yeah. it's a pretty, pretty boring lifestyle, I should say. But, you know, I, I just love being in the gym. That That's that's pretty much it, man. It's what you yeah. do. It's satisfying. Do you think one day, do you like teaching as well or no? Oh yeah. Once I'm out of camp, you know, coach has me like fill in spots, you know, Hey, can you, can you fill in this spot or I'll be his, you know, pretty much number one pick. And I enjoy doing that. You know, um, yeah. it's, it's taken me a little bit, you know, trying to work a crowd per se. Um, yeah. but, uh, it, it's been pretty fun trying to try and teach those guys. What's your least favorite part of training? Is, oh, sorry, Matt, is there anything you do that you'll do, but you dread the most? Uh, something I'll do that I don't like, but I'll do it like I love it is probably the conditioning. You know, once we get closer, it's 
you know, you don't want to ever go into a fight being out of shape. That's one of my worst fears, you know, being out of shape and not being able to protect yourself because you're gassed. You know, that's, that's one of my worst fears. You know, I don't care if I get knocked out, submitted, it is what it is, but if the conditioning is on me, 100%, you know, so that's, that's something I work on. I don't like it. It, you know, you go through a lot of mental battles, um, but it, I love getting it done. Now back to the the teaching. Do you think one day, like ah, many, many, many years from now, because you're in your prime, you think maybe when you're retired from fighting, you'd like to open a school, that type of thing, or teach where, where you're at, or you think you'd get into something else when you're done, you're done type of thing, or just no, do it. Th- that's something we've definitely talked about with my wife. You know, moving back to our hometown. It's a small town, like ten thousand people. And opening up a jujitsu MMA gym there, you know, and she's looking to be a personal trainer. So we're just trying to collab like, you know, jujitsu, maybe a fitness kind of nice. like deal there. So that's just all future planning. But I would love to go back and teach those guys. You know, that's where I'm from. I, I would love to give back to those guys. Where, where is that? Any, uh, where is Winnemucca, Winnemucca, Nevada. It's a small town, uh, like two hours, two hours away from Oregon. So right next to the border. Nowhere near Vegas. Closer to Reno, right? Exactly. Two hours east of Reno. So I think the idea of an MMA <clears throat> or jujitsu gym and a gym is really smart because it's like you want to, very rarely do you find both functional in the same place, but it'll be so nice just to go to the other half of the gym and and actually work out with weights or, or, or do cardio that isn't MMA related. And I don't see a lot of that around. I mean, it's either, it's either an MMA gym or it's uh, like Equinox. Yeah, and that's what I like about our gym, the MMA lab. You know, we have everything in there, striking, jujitsu. We have little wrestling classes, and then we have the weight room, and it's all in one spot. You know, I've seen other guys, you know, on Instagram training. They'll, especially in California, they'll go do their jujitsu at this gym. They'll go do their strength conditioning at this gym, striking with this gym. So I like to have it all in-house. It just makes it a lot easier. Hey, your, your, your teammates, your car closed at a nice night the other night. Oh, you look like Rampage Jackson out there, huh? Hey, dude, I mean, and that, that I'll tell you, that's, that's not the, listen, hindsight's twenty twenty, but Jimmy, Jimmy's a new jujitsu man now. I don't know if you know about that, Mario. Jimmy, he took up jujitsu. He's training at the world famous Hensel Gracie Academy in Manhattan. So, uh, Jimmy, you should know if you ever have a submission on triangle, arm lock, anything from the guard. You you'd have to. It's a gamble. You hold on to it when there's somebody lifts you up. It's a gamble that you usually don't want to take. Right. Look at Joe Selecki. He had a tight arm lock on uh on Jacar Close, and uh, he got right on his temple. When you're getting lifted up, you grab under a leg, and he can only not even bring you up a foot off the floor. You're not going to get knocked out. But listen, like what he, what uh, Mario brought up. When he said Rampage Jackson, yeah. there's a fight with Rampage. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Oh, Jimmy. sure. Oh, you have? Yeah. Versus Cardo Arona. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling the audience then. They should watch <laughs> that because that'll give you a lesson. Well, even what happened with Jacar Close and Joe Selecki. On the bottom, you don't want to get lifted up, man. That could, that's a, Imagine that on the concrete. We're not what was the that. other fight that night? That happened two fights in a row, I think. What was the yeah. other fight that that happened? Uh, the second fight that happened. It was right yeah. after that. I think it was like almost the same. I think it was a triangle. Actually, he got lifted. Yeah. Um, but right. but back to back slam yes, knockouts. It was. It was. Yeah. Back-to-back. It was very bizarre to see that. I don't think it's ever happened like that before. 
Um, definitely not back to back. And I can't remember what the other uh, what the other fight was. Yeah, that's a laces out moment right there. I guess. Tough, man. That's why we watch. Hey, do you do you, your gym, uh, Mario? Is it all pros in your gym, or do you have people who are uh, just training and learning at your gym too? Uh, yeah, we have like just like uh, I guess I would say like the general population kind of jujitsu yeah. classes and their striking classes. Then we have our pro fight team, uh, but there's amateurs on the team as well. Um, you know, building up to be uh, professionals. Uh, so we kind of separate separate it like that. <clears throat> when someone's holding on. Uh, the way Selecki did, uh, is it because they're hoping to get the submission before they're lifted high enough? They're hoping that, it, or is it just an instinct that you're hanging on? What are you thinking when you're holding on and you're being lifted and you know he's going to slam you? Honestly, I don't know. I don't even know why he held on. You know, I, isn't, is Selecki a black belt? Oh, he's a, a very, yeah. like, he's a very good black belt. Yeah. I don't know. I, personally, and from what I've been taught, yeah, it's just a risk you don't want to take. You know, you don't want to be slammed on your head. You know, when coach talks about these things, he talks about them in real life scenarios. You know, what if you did an arm bar on someone in the street and he slammed you on the concrete? You know, you don't want to do that. So we've always been told to hold the leg or if the arm slips out, you could slip into a leg lock. You know, you're holding onto the leg if they fully stand up, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was a risk that he was willing to take and yeah, he kind of paid for it. And sometimes, Jimmy, you fight the way you train and the guy gets to their feet and you have the arm lock on. Sometimes they're used to just like, all right, he's going to tap now. They're just used to that. Like now normally he taps. Well, now he's not tapping because he's used to he, – he, he will take a popped arm to try to slam you down, which is – For, for a win, yeah. Not, yeah, in class they're not going to do that. So it could be just a little brain fart with that. Like, oh, usually they're letting go now. Usually they're tapping now and they don't tap. And they say, you know, you're going for a ride, you yeah. know? Exciting game we play, Jimmy. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, look, uh, Mario, good luck, man. This is a great fight yeah. between you and Ricky, number 13. Um, again, I'm glad you've had time for a full camp. And I'm looking to see how he bounces back, too, uh, because he was on a tear, and then he had that song, Yudong Lost. I'm, I'm interested to see how Ricky looks in this fight. Um, so, you know, you're, you're going to get a very uh, motivated uh, Ricky Simone, I'm sure you know. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. It should, should, be, should be fireworks, for sure. All right, what's well, your forearms? I'm sorry. Give me yeah, your forearms. Right. Oh, says Battleborn. Nevada, Nevada, Nevada State motto. Battleborn, bro. That's how we're ending this thing. Yeah, very oh, nice. Hey, best of luck, bro. Awesome, guys. Thank Good you talking so to you. Have a great fight, me. man. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, Mario. Yes, sir. Thank you. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, Matt, that's that's going to be a great fight um, between him, him and Simone. I'm always interested to see how a guy like that uh, bounces back after a fight, after a loss. Yeah, man, listen, and I thought he's got a good dance partner in that one. He hey, sure Jerry, does. Can, oh, can I make a quick announcement, Matt, before I forget? I, every Wednesday, I'm normally at the Fat Black Pussycat. Oh. I'm not there tonight. Uh, or, or next week. Tonight I'm taping something. It just was very last minute. So I know that a lot of times uh, I'll announce here that I'm there, but tonight I am not there. So wait two weeks and go see me. Great, Jimmy. Thank you. Um, how's your new show going with your wife, by the way? It's fun. Um, it's on, thank you, Matt. It's YouTube, uh, Nikki and Jim NYC. It's not even a show. It's, we're just putting up clips of our life. Um, yeah. And this tomorrow the clip goes up of us on the Burt Cruise. And um, I'm going to do one of my, we, we did the bird cruise in October. And then I think my colonoscopy is going to be coming up soon. I went and got that done. And that was, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm used to being sober. I'm not used to being on propofol. So when I come out of propofol, I really, I don't know how to handle um, being high. It's a very strange feeling. I do. Well, listen. You definitely do. Jimmy, <laughs> I like to have a good time. Jimmy. Uh, so, Jimmy, so I want you to watch the thing with uh, with uh, Sean Strickland because it's very emotional. I and, will, and I really like and, him. So, I mean, I, I'm happy. I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Like that doesn't like I I like seeing a guy like let let loose like that and and just be okay being that way. Yeah, you know what? It was so, and I you know I think he even mentioned on his social media that. That Theo said, like, look, we don't have to air a type of thing. I I like that Theo Vaughn. I yeah, I like him too. He's a good dude. I, I like his I like his stuff. But um, like he was saying that they don't have to air a type of thing. And can I just say that Theo Vaughn did the right thing? Yeah. Because then when he was breaking down, he was like, Look, you know, I could just sit here and you know, and you know, I'm sorry, but he was getting like a little emotional too. And it was nice. Me, this is what happens. If that was on our podcast and we were in studio. I might be the because he's always talking about murdering someone. <laughs> so yeah, like, he might have tried to murder me. I might have tried to hug him, and I might, I don't think you should do that. I don't think he might be that guy that you just go up and hug. No. So me, I might have approached him, like, like let's picture of Sean. And listen, I'm not at the, I liked Sean Strickland before before it was cool to like Sean Strickland. Sure. Say that you know that. Well, I, I also guess, liked him. He was on our show. But, but yes. We, we both liked him. Yes, we both liked Don't him. Don't make it look like I didn't like him. I love Sean Strickland. I'm, 
I know you like to <laughs> listen. My point is this. I might have got myself in trouble. I might have tried to hug him. I could see him getting emotional and me being like, it'd be like a scene out of Goodwill Hunting. And I'd be Robin Williams and he'd be Matt Damon. And I would go, and Matt Damon in that movie had a tough childhood of getting abused. And Robin Williams goes up and this is what I would, I'd go, it's not your fault. And he'd go, yeah, I know. And I go, I, and I get a little closer. I go, it's not your fault. And he go, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then I get a little closer. It, it's not, it's, John, it's not your fault. And then he'd go, don't, don't, don't fuck with me, Matt. Don't, don't you fuck with me. And then it'd be a little bit of a different version. Yeah. Because in that one, he gave him a little push and he said, don't. And then they ended up hugging and he started getting emotional. But I think Sean would be like, don't, don't you fuck with me, Matt. Not you. And I go, I go, Sean, it's not. And then he'd be like, I'm going to take you in the desert and I'm going to murder you. It'd go that route because he kind of gets insane. Yeah. I don't, you know, and it wouldn't go well because I'm a hugger, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm a hugger. I'll risk my life. To hug I'm, I'm okay. Like I've been, I've had a few really alpha guys on the radio over the years. Yes. I'm very close to breaking down. Oh, and usually wait, it's somebody on, else. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on one goddamn second, you son of a bitch. What? No, 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 you know, no, no, don't want me. No, it's don't not, it's me. not what you think. It's not what no, you think. It's exactly what I think. Nope. And I, you know, you're being, this is what you do, Jimmy, because it's not funny. You know what you're doing right now? What? You're being a bit of, you're being a little, listen to me. I know what you're doing. You're being a bit of a wise ass. Cause no, no, I had friends, but how dare you? I think, I no, 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 you're wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm real. I promise you. I'm, of a bitch. I'm not thinking of you. You're, you're I'm talking about, Sam, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. You're thinking of Sam Roberts. No, the guy I'm thinking of who almost cr cried on the show. No, no, no. It was, we had Sugar Ray Leonard on many years ago on Opie and Anthony. All right. And he was really like, he got to that place. Yes. We were talking about something where you could see that he was about to go over. Yes. And look, I let someone do that when they do it because it's a real moment. But I love Anthony, but he got uncomfortable and he's he's like, oh, like he said something that like kind of broke broke it a little bit and and allowed. Um, I can't see Anthony being emotional like that. I think he's no. Anthony is not good with emotions at all, <laughs> which is very funny. But yeah, no, I've seen that before, and I, I always allow it to happen because it's a it's human. It's it's a you know. Jimmy, we did over 700 episodes, yeah. so I'm sure in the archives, I came in sniffling before over things, and it happens, you know? I've cried on the radio probably two or three times in 20 years, just yeah. a, a death that I wasn't expecting. Um, one time early in the morning, we heard a clip that just hit me wrong. Like, you know, early in the morning, I'm an emotional guy because I'm, I'm still half asleep. So I'm very fucking prone to blubbering early in the morning if something happens. So yeah, it happens, man. It's a part of being a person. And I respect a guy like that who shows it a lot more than somebody who pretends that it's weak to show. Like, you know, I love when when guys are are comfortable being themselves like that. Yeah, man. I just thought it was it was a very real moment. And I think he's yeah. gonna, it's going to be weird. I don't hate to say it. It's just a weird but I think he's going to get so many more fans because of it. Oh, hundred percent. Because look, when you're a guy who says whatever you want, sometimes people are like, Hey, does this person have compassion? Or does this? They just don't know you. And then yeah. they see that side of you and they're like, Oh, okay. 
I think people gotta relax with all the fucking shit talk, man. It's all you know, when you everything from going for people's wives, talking about people's childhood. So now I mean you see people like using the thing with Sean Strickland, like even before this, about his childhood. It's like, guys, are you just unwitty? You going that route? You just, you know, I don't know. And then this piece of shit, like a guy we don't talk about that lost that fight versus Leon Edwards. I just think that there's like guys yeah. that just go so low and the sport gets really disgusting like that. I don't like Even that. Strickland, Strickland went after him for that. Uh, he said he was a piece of shit for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, oh, he was a piece of shit for doing yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. He just is a piece of shit. The guy who fought Leon Edwards. That guy, Leon Edwards is not. Leon Edwards no, is Leon's a great guy. Yeah, he is great. But it's got to be um, weird, though, Matt. Like, when you're a bad guy, like, again, and we can, Connor's a kind of a bad guy, Chael. But if you're going to be that guy, there has to be something about you that people also connect to and like. There, you know what I mean? There has to be something that people go, okay, this guy is somehow relatable. Um, and usually when you lose, that's when it is. But if you can't lose with grace at all, or if people don't like you even when you lose, um, you know, after a while, just watching you fight because you have a big mouth is not going to be enough. They had a thing with that guy who was on Fox News, and he and the and the anchor is like, "Well, I haven't seen the fight, but according to this, you landed more strikes." And he was blaming it on the judges' scorecards because because they know that that idiot was pro uh, Donald Trump, so yeah. he's using that platform on Fox to be like. Everybody, even the, I'm sure even Donald Trump would agree that he lost that fight. And then, and Dana White's what is it? Dana White, uh, is he getting influenced? What is yeah, that? Dana, Dana doesn't like that you're friends Dana, with Trump, it, exactly. Exactly. Dana was thinking that uh, he looked old in that fight, you know. He's like, some guys get old overnight, yeah. It's so great that he's never gonna see a touchdown, a belt. belt, you know. I just, I also don't believe it, Matt. I don't believe. The, the t it's so weird when you hear somebody who feels like a real person and then when you hear a person who feels like this is all like they're acting in a play and I don't even believe it like it doesn't make me angry because yeah. I don't believe it I, I the annoyance I get is as the lack of believability to what they're saying like oh come on it's embarrassing hey yes that's movie minute but good that's me I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm no, why would you be sorry? That's really pleasant to look at. Go ahead. We got that's <laughs> I like that emoji, but <laughs> yes. Anyway, Jimmy. Um, I seen the other day the killer. Oh, uh, you would like this. What Michael is it fast banger banger? Uh, fast banger. Fast banger. He was in Ten Years of Slave. He's very good. And he was also in Twelve Years of Slave. Magneto. <laughs> okay. Uh, played a young Magneto. But um what a fun, what a not say a fun movie, but an interesting movie. He plays a hitman. And just to, to give you the quick um uh, the quick going on, the quick synopsis. Is that right? Synopsis, is that right? Is Syn that the right well, how, did, how did you say it? I'm sorry? I think he's all right. Quick synopsis? Yeah. No, you're a fucking No, no, you said it right. Anyway, uh, I don't think I did. But how my did you point say is this. No, I'm not saying it again. I know I'm not. I know I'm special. Stop it. Stop it. Being a, you're being a bully. Wow. Jimmy, he plays a hitman. And he's a hitman. He's, and, he, and it's one of those where he's, you hear him talking to himself about being disciplined. And it's one of those inner dialogue stuff. Yep. Very, you know what I mean? A lot of that going on throughout the movie. My Jedi, Zach Fowler, I was talking to him and he's like, ah, that kind of took me out of it. I go, dude, no, go back into it. Good. 
Anyway, so when I watch, so if, if he's taking, he's, he's, he's showing that you have to be patient and he's looking to do this hit. When he goes to do the hit, just so you, I don't want to give too much away. It doesn't go well. It's something gets botched. So now he's got a, now it's like a botch. He fucked up the job and now he's, it, it happens. Like, so right after that, it, it, it's just, all right, now he's got to, what he's got to do. He's got to get to the airport. He's got to, oh, who is that guy? Is that guy following him? Let me, all right, you know what? I'm going to cancel the flight. I'm going to do that. It's like everything he does after that. And then because he botched that, there's repercussions because you can't just botch a job. Now they're, so it was, I, I thought it was interesting. I liked it. The killer. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Um, now you have. I, I like it. And now fight scene, Jimmy. There's a nice fight scene in this movie where, I mean, this dude, he was like getting his ass. He was one of those more realistic ones. It's like, oh, man, this is, I liked it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie, uh, you know? But, uh, and also Rebel Moon, I told you about that. you never seen it yet. No. Don't say it like that. No, no, but I'm saying I, have, I haven't really seen anything, Matt. I watched that Julia Roberts movie and I was so annoyed by it. Why? Jimmy. It was The dumb deer all coming looking. Oh, that movie stunk. Are you? But picture you didn't know anything about it. Awful. It was awful. The guy, I forget his name. The actor, the lead, the black actor, the lead actor was very good. Um, He won an Oscar, I think, for Moonlight. He's really great. Julia Roberts was great in that. No, she. I didn't like Like, the. I gotta go. I gotta get away from people. I. I I can't. I hate. It was too on the nose. The writing annoyed me. Whenever I can smell the writer through the corny monologues and the social commentary, I'm like, ah, shut up. It just annoys me. It's not done well. Jimmy, name the movie that you liked, please. Um. I, I don't remember the last movie I saw, to be honest. That's name, not really name, name a movie you like. Don't just say one, the golf ball. One flew over the cuckoo's nest is a masterpiece. Wow. Um, I love that. Age. Someone showed his age. Oh, of course. I'm old. Was, they were nobody was born when that fucking flew out of the theaters. Dog Day <laughs> Afternoon was a masterpiece. Stop bringing up old ass shit. Our jobs are at stake. I know, but I haven't seen anything recently. I don't watch a lot of movies. Out there, please. Huh? Relate to the kids out there. Okay, they- Av- Avatar 2, I hey. went in to see. I didn't okay. think I'd like it because the f- I-, I watched the whole thing. I was like, I'm going to watch it just to see the effects, and I stayed for the whole movie. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Got I back. enjoyed that. Got them all back. And yeah. I enjoyed that Avatar. I was surprised I liked that. I have you a question. James Cameron, he's not banging it out. He's not hitting it out of the field anymore lately. No, he's not. He's, he's, he's exploring the ocean. He's fucking. When he came out, Jimmy, he that that last Terminator movie he had. I got all excited. Sarah Connor's coming back. What a piece of shit that was. But yeah. anyway, and now we're getting a word from Jake that Aspinall is looking for an opponent. Does not want to be inactive. He'll will, he's willing to fight the Blades. Uh, Jalen Almeida winner uh, March the ninth. I want to see Aspinall fighting anyone. I have I have a jujitsu question for you before I forget. Oh, go ahead. Okay, have you ever been going for a head and arm choke and your opponent turns away from you, so you try to bring your lay up and do a collar, uh, but he keeps turning, so you pull it into a, uh, a guillotine and you fall back in the guillotine and you try to throw the leg over, but then he rolls and he's on his back and you're on top of him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you're guillotine choking. Choke. Head, and arm, head and arm choke like when you're on top from mount or cross side? Uh, yeah, but then he starts turning away, so I lose that choke, so I'm going for... Uh, bringing my leg up and going for a collar choke, 
but then he keeps turning onto his stomach almost, so I grab him in a guillotine, and then I fall back, wrap the leg around, but he turns out of it, and when he rolls out of it, I kind of roll with him, but now I'm on my, um, let me see, I'm on my stomach and he's on his back. I don't know how to finish that joke. I'm trying to think how you're going for a guillotine from the head and arm choke. I'm trying to think how that's happening when he turns away. If he turns away and I and I pull my my leg up and I wrap my arm under to grab the collar and then try the choke like that. You know what, Jimmy? I'm one of those guys. Like, you gotta, I gotta. You have to look. see it. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. curious. I do that a lot with my wife. She's really good at some of these strangles. You know, she's got a first MMA fight coming up. My wife. Yeah. Right at 40 years old. I'll tell you, it's February 3rd. It's gonna be on Long Island. And uh, are you going to it? Why you got to be silly? <laughs> Why you got to be silly? Yo, I think I'm going to be in Canada. We might be doing another looking for a fight over there. Oh, that's not where Montreal? January 20th. Uh, no, not Montreal. Thanks for bringing up me getting my ass kicked in Montreal. You're well, I wanted you to go back there and have a victory. No, no, wow. Jimmy. I'm going to Toronto. Toronto's nice. Like Toronto. go, go to the CN Tower if you're there. What? The CN Tower in Toronto. What is that? Uh, I hope Dana have, if you guys are doing anything, you should do the Edge Walk. Jimmy, don't. No. I'm dead serious. The Edge Walk in Toronto. What is that? I got kids. What is that? The Edge Walk is if if you uh, you go to the top of the CN Tower and you can go outside and they strap you in. And if Dana couldn't do the jumping off the cliff, he may have a really hard time doing the Edge Walk because you're kind of hanging over the edge at 1,200 feet over the city. There was a song about this. On the Edge Walk. On the edge walk. That's not the song. That's not the song. On the edge walk. That's not the song. Jimmy, I just like. That's not the song. Listen to me. I just like to have fun. Is that wrong? No. On the edge walk. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I got a picture of the edge walk. Yeah, he's showing us. Or it might be spacewalk, whatever it's called. I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little. Yeah, you're on the top. Me and Dean Thomas on the edge. On the edge walk. Would you do this? Hmm. I'll shake my little booty on the edge walk. Where they that you hang over the end. Listen, man. It's fucking crazy. I would do it. You know why? I got kids. I gotta do it. I I swam with sharks. Jimmy, look at me. All right, we've seen that. Listen. Oh, uh, that, that makes my chest tingle. Am I looking at me? No, not you. The the oh. edge walk. Hey. You no, you make my groin tingle. Yeah, don't do Jimmy. Jimmy, can I just tell you? Sure. I hurt my back just sitting on your couch. It's too soft. I know. I'm getting a new one. My, my couch sucks. What a bad listen. I go there. I go on your terrace. I go and I take shits in your bed. I'm sorry. I'm a bad. No, you're right. I'm, we're getting a new sofa. You're absolutely right. It's too soft I for company. My back was hurting after sitting on that fucking thing. It's too soft. It's good to lay back in and just like veg out, but to sit up and be on camera, it's not good. You're right. I don't disagree. We got Marab on Monday, who I'm looking forward to talking to again. Oh. Looks like Marab uh, uh, Duvalishili will be joining us on Monday. Well, that sounds like fun. He's yep. got a big fight coming up. Yes, he does. Um, listen, Jimmy, if it's, listen, I had a lot of fun with you. I yeah. always have fun. And, and thank you to Mario Batista. Good luck against Ricky Simone on the 13th. We're back next week. Anyway, we'll talk about that on Monday. Oh, man, that's right, Jimmy. Listen, enjoy your weekend. And did you have a nice New Year's, though? Did you? I did. We stayed. I just went to the Comedy Cellar. 
worked. You can see me on Gutfeld tonight. Uh, that's why I'm not doing it. I'm doing, I got a call to do Gutfeld. So I'll be on there tonight if you want to uh, see how fat I am on TV, even though I'm trying I to lose. I have the likes watching you on Gutfeld. Tell him thank you very much. He has very good taste. Papa Sarah will know that. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy late? New Year. And uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday. Wait, wait, like that? Or is yeah. Like... Too late now. Bye, Jimmy. Yep. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.